And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello and welcome to Shout Out. I'm Ali Shilton. And I'm Steffi Barnett on today's show. Uh, Ali's here live, hey. You've been asking about monkeypox, so we are going to talk about it. Uh, and Queer Story. Queer Story? Queer Story. Queer Story. Queer Story. This time, Ez talks about Jordana Lissette. Uh, all that more coming today, right here on Shout Out. Ba-dum-bum-bum. We always let you do that. Yeah. Well, apart from when Lara's here, I'm not, not allowed to. You're not. No. It's her territory, <laughs> as you well know, Mr. Shilton. Yeah. yeah so. so, are we all nice and hot? Lovely. Uh, not in here. Air <laughs> conditioned. I, 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 I should say froze to the marrow. Despite the fact it was 35 degrees when I left Bath, it's 31 in Bristol, and guess what? Ezra's out in Greece, and it's 28. Yeah. Oh. I blame Brexit. So I was going to say, <laughs> should we be feeling hot, hot, hot? Oh, you're going to sing that one, Andy? No. Go on, then. All yours. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't sing. <laughs> you do. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Whoa! Not Bring it often. back, Mr. Sean, in the studio. And then when you have a pipe or two. Uh, I don't know where your mind went, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, hello, Alad. Hi. You're, you're seeming like the, the sweet innocent one in all of this. <laughs> See, I keep trying to tell people that I'm actually a joy and I'm a vision of <laughs> of happiness and positivity and I'm just well, a lovely are. person and then everybody thinks the worst and then in the room someone will say something and it's never usually me I may end a conversation with something but I never <laughs> usually start it you let others start it yes always okay. and I just come along to the the big finish of course yeah. no, does, does pride seem like a long time ago now <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I've already done like. Well, I just come back from Brighton, so yeah. Um, like I Bristol, Bristol Pride. Yeah. yeah, Bristol was a a long time ago. Was Brighton good? Busy, yeah, so yeah. busy, and so so busy. As well, was it? Uh, at times, but it was just more busy, more yeah. busy than hot. It was hot. It was lovely. They had a great weekend of weather, um, mm. but um, yeah, no, it was just really busy, but really good fun. Really good fun. Yeah. Brighton's always good fun. And isn't Christina it, was camp. Is it the biggest? Or yeah. is Manchester bigger? No, I'd say Brighton is bigger. Yeah. yeah. Definitely, because oh. I do both. Usually. Well, just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Brighton is, yeah, Brighton is bigger. Bright, uh, yeah. It, there's like 200, 250,000 people descend on Brighton oh, over wow. the course of the weekend, I think. Brilliant. But you were there as, as you both. were not like... Oh, you did... You were, you of course were, I was performing oh, at Brighton, yeah. It was, it's my like fourth or fifth year performing yeah. at Brighton Pride. So I nice. do the street party on the Sunday and I do one of their, like one of the stages of the bars. So yes, I was there. If you check out my latest Instagram post, you'll see what I look like. And she is a vision. I'm not going to lie. The glow up for Beaver has been real. I tell you, Beaver is looking good since Bristol Pride. You are all welcome. You've upscaled her. You are all welcome, by the way. You are all welcome. So, yeah. (laughs) At at Miss Beaver Drag, go and drop her a like. 
please. I love you, listeners. Thank you. <laughs> Creep. Uh, we, 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 can go, we can go on a complete tangent now here and ask yes. Alan Lowe's about drag, because I find it fascinating as well. You know, but, of course you do. But that's not what we're talking to you about today, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not, no. It's not, no. Like, say, say low, so. And hello, Terry. Isn't Hello. nice that you're not under the stairs? <laughs> it is. I've been let out from my gothic mansion. And, and you're I, very quiet. I, I am quiet by nature. You know that. I'm a very quietly spoken person. You weren't quiet on yesterday's show that we did. We was didn't do audio a show. was high. Um, you were, were doing sorry, another show. We didn't do a shout out. We were yesterday. moonlighting no, we on another, another program. No, yeah. we were talking about radio. Was this on Steph FM? <laughs> one of the many stations that Steph broadcasts on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. She does, well, she does like to put it about a bit. She does. She? Oh, oh yeah. it's got out. <laughs> and if you listen to three of our partner stations, which is The Wave in Western Supermare, and Medway Pride Radio, and Trans Radio UK, of course, you can hear myself and Steph. Steph FF FM all weekend. <laughs> well, on Saturday afternoons, anyway. I was going to say, was this talking about uh, Radio Caroline? It was the Marine Offences Act, which right. the anniversary yeah. is. Uh, so we went back to the yeah. 60s. We were swinging. We were swinging, weren't we, in the 60s with great music. Well, I bet some yeah. of you are still swinging now, to be honest. <laughs> uh, it's a long time since I've swung. But musically, musically, we were. <laughs> yes. Oh, is there uh, a track? Coming up now. Uh, Let us <laughs> <laughs> recover ourselves. Is the heat getting to you, lot, or something? Yeah, <laughs> makeup. <laughs> I may be thirsty. <laughs> so, well, you, you got a track coming. Uh, then we got some news. Then we're going to talk to Alid. Um, then we've got Queerestry. Queerestry. I'd like to. They're all taking the Mickey because I call it Query Story. <laughs> and can I just say, I was browsing this afternoon in Rough Trade, which <laughs> is uh, <laughs> the, wonder, trade, the wonderfully Harry. named Rough Trade, which of course is a, for those of you that don't know, is a record shop as well as being a Polari term for. Uh, well, working class men, isn't it? Rough trade. Yes, yeah, it's it uh, like rough trade to me is like a you know, uh, like a builder with joggers and Timberlands, and they look like they could hate crime you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, rough trade is also a record shop, a very well known independent record shop. They've got a great book section, and they are selling. Got pride of place in their display in the Bristol branch, the Pride Politics and Protest book by Daryl Bullock, a good oh, friend of excellent. us. Excellent. Nice. So uh, go and pick up your copy. It's only twenty quid, or get it from Gaze the Word or uh, a good LGBTQIA plus yeah. bookstore near you. We like yeah. Daryl. He's, he's lovely. A it was good lovely having him on the show. Friend. Lovely having friend. him on the show. So, uh, and you know we'll have him back again because I know he's writing another book. Yes. Yeah, always fascinating yeah. stuff. I've got all of his books, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, stay with us. We'll have something serious coming up with Terry in a minute, uh, which <laughs> may, may form some kind of news, but uh, you're listening to Shout Out back in a minute. <laughs> Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, as Andy gets a telling off on the producer because he gets the running ones wrong and we've not got Terry in the news next we're, we're, we're talking to Alex so never mind I, I blame it on the heat wave yeah, you, you enjoyed know. the spanking yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I could have said some stuff then and I didn't this is gross listeners this is gross uh, say, say it off air it's fine <laughs> where, where, where the red light's not on <laughs> so, anyway that's uh, Save Your Tears by uh, The Weeknd nice that was a nice single it is a lovely Very single nice. that one isn't it so 
Uh, anyway, um, now I don't really know where to start with this one because we've, we've had loads of questions asked and I, I think even some of us here have um, certain questions we want to ask ourselves. Um, I know we're a few weeks out and we're also hopefully going to have Unity uh, Sexual Health coming in and, in THT. A, and THT coming yep. in in a few weeks' time. But Alan has very kindly um, agreed, agreed to bear the brunt of all our questions um, in, in the first bit and um, um, have a chat about monkeypox. Now, before I go into what's going on out there, first of all... Give us a kind of very simple, plain synopsis of what monkeypox is. I think Terry's actually got... Um well, we've read through a little bit of the scientific uh, literature, okay. and there's uh, uh, about 30,000 cases of monkeypox have been reported worldwide. Uh, a handful of deaths, although the main symptoms are very, very similar to flu and uh, pus-filled boils rather like chicken pox which come up now um, the article you sent me Steph was, was very interesting from a scientific journal which was reported about transmission which I'm sure uh, Alad will go into uh, but at the moment uh, it's not a sexually transmitted infection it's not no. an STI per se but it is transmitted through close intimate contact and the main uh, group that's been affected by monkeypox so far in Northern Europe and in the United States have been men who have sex with men, whether they identify as gay or bisexual or not. And particularly men using sex clubs, um, sex on the premises venues, and guys who have a, a higher level number of sexual partners. And that's uh, the um, main groups that have been impacted by monkeypox so far so there's been a lot of calls from lgbtqia plus campaign groups for targeted vaccination but i'm sure we'll come on to that in a yeah because but i mean my, my understanding of it is it doesn't need to be a sexual or intimate thing you you can get monkeypox so it isn't a sexually transmitted infection and that's what we really need to be clear about um, and it certainly isn't a gay disease so yeah no it is just transmitted through close bodily contact and the nature of being lgbt plus is that we do have very close social networks and we're also more huggy and that is why at this moment in time the majority of the cases are through uh, gay and bisexual men and other men who have sex with men but there has been one confirmed case today um, of a woman but not in the UK it's the first woman it's um, somewhere beginning with G in the country no not Germany it's somewhere Geneva Guyana Ghana. It will come to me. I'll, <laughs> like, I'll do a quick Google in a minute. But there, but there has been one, um, one confirmed case of a female uh, being diagnosed with monkeypox. But that's outside of the UK. In the UK, it is only at this moment gay and bisexual men and other men, other men who have sex with men, and we have zero deaths over here. Yeah, and and we should point out it's it's not like COVID. It hasn't spread like that. There's there there are pockets of. Um, transmission mainly in London at the moment, though there are obviously some cases here here in the southwest. But they are, there are. <laughs> they are quite low by comparison to things like COVID, aren't they? Yes, at at this moment. Um, but we can see where it's potentially going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what, what kind of you know? If, what we've had through is a lot of people saying they're really worried about it and they're really worried about going out and they're worried about you know if, if they're going to fetish events or, or even just like pride and that kind of thing you know what what kind of advice should we be giving them it is 
See, uh, it is hard, uh, and it's really hard to give that advice. And I'm no medical professional, and Unity will be in a much better kind of position to be able to talk about that than I am. Um, I think, for me, it is, you know, there's no point, like, and a pure abstinence as a public health message, we know doesn't work. Um, yeah, and it, not like, stop and, going out. And it, and it doesn't work. Um, you know, people were hooking up during lockdown when it was illegal. So they're not going to stop hooking up now because of monkeypox. No. Um, so it is going to happen. It is trying just to reduce potentially the number of partners that you have. Um, any sign of a rash that appears on your body, do call the sexual health clinic straight away. Um, and and speak to someone instantly right. or um, even your gp correct me if i'm wrong it's monkey pulse is it not yeah yeah um you could uh, call your gp um maybe the level of knowledge uh with your gp we know in hiv it's very low uh so if you want an answer there and then it is the sexual health clinics that are coordinating the response and they're coordinating the kind of the care you're isolating if you test positive and you've got to isolate at home but you are mm. in what's called a virtual hospital ward um so they do have a clear care pathway for you and that is being coordinated by the sexual health clinics um so if you want an answer there and then i would just say <laughs> go to the sexual uh, like yeah call the sexual health clinic don't go in call them yeah. they yeah. have a dedicated line on unitysexualhealth.co.uk just go onto that website or their socials um, and follow them but should, should so. don't worry about going out in the first place I think because that's what that's some of the things that we're getting people saying um, uh, I don't think you should be worried um, you know um, we are still living in a world of Covid and people seem to be less worried about that but there are still cases it is still happening and yeah. we're coming into a winter so we know there's going to be another surge of Covid so um, I think I'm, I'm pretty this sure is statistically if you've got a project you're more likely to get Covid than you are to get so, monkeypox yeah so this is uh, this is just another thing that unfortunately we as a community just have to deal with but we deal with it very well as a community the LGBT community is probably the most resilient out of all the demographics just because of what keeps getting thrown at us I think don't be overly worried about going out if you are you know there are things that you can do you know wear long trousers rather than short shorts wear a long sleeve top uh, it can be a thin t-shirt but wear a long like a long sleeve t-shirt yeah, so, just so you're like your potential of brushing up against someone that has a rash potentially or has monkeypox um, then is significantly reduced. So but what I wouldn't is be the worried. first sign, Alad? The, the first is it feeling fluey or is there yeah. is there a rash that comes? Uh, I think it's um, feeling kind of just general unwell. Yeah, it's, it's um, really difficult. I read and the symptoms, and they're, they're very similar to kind of the flu-like symptoms. You so you get that first before you get. Yeah, you, you won't you won't see any sign of anything on your body for okay. over seven days. Okay. Um, so, but the, the initial thing is you'll start to feel like headachey and nauseous, and you know, uh, uh, annoyingly, it's the same as flu and COVID. They all share the same kind of thing because your body reacts That's in a right. very similar similar way to something invading so it. You know, so it if is, you're feeling like that, it is just gen. It is gen. It is 
literally flu symptoms. Yeah. So it's kind of headaches, backaches, muscle aches, exhaustion, fevers, chills, swollen glands. Um, and that could be the onset. Um, but and that then, could also be the flu and it, it could, could also be COVID. It could be, it could anything. be anything. Yeah. So if you feel like that, stay at home. Yes. <laughs> yeah. you know, stay stay, uh, stay yes. at home where you can ride it out and see what it turns into. You can do COVID tests still at home. You can still buy them. I know they're not available free. So um, it, and then after that, it would be any un, unusual spots, yeah. blisters, um, that kind, ulcers, and that yeah. can be anywhere. If anyone's ever... Anywhere mo- on the body. Most people have had chicken pox. Not everyone, but most people have had chicken pox. Have you ever had chicken pox? It's like that. I believe they're just slightly larger. And more painful. And more painful. More painful. Yes. Significantly more yes. painful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So is it related to things like shingles, then? If it's, cause, so, uh, so the vaccine yeah. is a smallpox mm. vaccine. Yeah. So that's the vaccine that is being... Um, that is being given out at the okay. moment yeah but all, I, like, I, do must, I have to do make it clear like don't take my word verbatim i am not a health professional i just know no. this because of mm. but in two weeks we do have the health professionals and while i won't say they were speaking to us on the radio because they weren't i went and had um, um my test on prep earlier and one of the things they did was vaccinate me for monkeypox um so we because i'm an interested individual for myself i i asked about it and the like and but the, there is the, the, lots it is of part of the same family as chickenpox and smallpox and and the like they're, they're all part of the same kind of you know genome try to, uh, not to google monkeypox no, because you'll probably end up dying <laughs> so go to uh, go as as with anything you know i've broken my finger but like my whole arm's going to be chopped off if i google it yeah. so and uh, try go to kind of uk trusted site so yeah, go absolutely. on to tht yeah. Yeah. so it's tht.org.uk slash monkeypox they've got a wealth of information on there and yeah. up-to-date information of what we know now and that is changing every single day yeah. um, or you can go to other sites like prepster or most sexual health clinics go to your local clinics website and they have a dedicated page specifically around monkeypox uh, but we don't need to kind of be oh, like you know there's no scaremonger in here it is something that is happening in and in terms of the vaccine it's a very kind of proactive well it's more of a reactive response at the moment and i've got my own opinions on the vaccine (laughs) if you've seen my twitter uh recently you would have seen the rant that i've gone on Uh, but it is a very kind of it's it's a reactive rollout and they are targeting their responses to gay and bisexual men Um, and at the moment most clinics are only administering those to who they deem as high risk which is mainly going to be people who they have on their prep register but you will get invited by your clinic as and when they have available stock um but the clinics are really really busy at the moment so just yeah if you are booked in for regular testing though which i hope everyone who's listening is it's really easy to get tested and as we say a hundred times on this show it's better to know than 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 not um if you are going for regular sti testing i believe in bristol now it's now part of the course they will ask you if you want your uh, monkeypox vaccine while you're there and if they don't ask you ask them ask them (laughs) because they didn't ask me Oh, right. Uh, they, they asked me while I was there. But I asked them, and luckily I have been jabbed. Yeah, me too. 
But, so, um, and for those of you that don't like jabs, that one really doesn't hurt at all. But there are, um, you know, there are a lot of things happening with monkeypox at the minute that politically we know that needs to change. But um, time on air is short, so I don't know how much time I have. Uh, but two minutes. <laughs> uh, but it's it the, is it, it is, is a little bit. I, I I know your frustration because it is not another one of the questions we got asked. We know this is happening. We know it is spreading through men who have sex with men. Why are they not being more proactive in rolling it out? The answer is we don't know here. We have unity on in a couple of weeks, and we have so no intention of beating them up. But it is no, going to be one of the questions we ask. This isn't Unity's fault. So, no, no, no. like the individual clinics don't order the stock no. of the vaccine. The vaccine stock is given to them by the Department of Health and UXA, which is the UK Health Security Agency, which looks after lots of the vaccination and public health side. So, as I said, it is a reactive response. So, those vaccines are being sent to those areas where there are a higher number of confirmed cases and a demand for the vaccine. So, at this moment in time, it's London. Now, they have started to roll that vaccine out, but it's nowhere near enough. Um, UXA have ordered this stock and haven't really included the community organisations who know that there is a high level of demand um, and they just haven't been as responsive and it is just the same narrative that we get any time a public health thing happens towards the gay and bisexual men on the LGBTQ community as a whole um, and for me it's where has the lessons been learned sort of prep, and there isn't well we saw it well we saw it with HIV yeah and then we saw it again with other and then we saw it with COVID and you know at this moment in time with regards to those walking clinics of those vaccines the the messages whether that's preventative messages messages about signs and symptoms or messages about the actual vaccine itself that is being led and driven by the community but the community is getting nothing back and it's not that community don't want the vaccine you tell us there's a health issue that's particularly affecting us you bet your bottom dollar we are going to go out and find that vaccine so you just need to listen to us um but it isn't being done um and it's not being done well enough but I do know that a Bristol MP this week has written to the health secretary to air concerns of the community. And that may have been in response to a tweet that I added them in. <laughs> Good. That's what, that's, that's what we like to hear. So, and well, I, listen, I, I mean, like, the, the main she, point... Like, and she has written that letter. I've seen the letter. So she just didn't say it and did nothing. I've actually seen it. But the main point is just be safe. Uh, don't go... Don't worry. Don't, don't panic. Don't panic. Um, my like you can follow me on Twitter it's at Alid underscore Oz which is OZ like the wizard um, if you have any questions do feel free to drop me a like like my DMs are open anyway on all of my social media platforms like do feel free to message me um, sometimes it's easier to message a person than it is to ask Google so like I am there I am more than happy to answer any questions in terms of sexual health widely or yeah. with reference to monkeypox but just just do remember if you do Alid is not a medical professional as much as he knows a hell of a lot don't don't ask him medical questions no no like I so. won't be able to tell you what makes up the vaccine but I'll be able to tell like I'll be able to give you a number to call yeah. that you're going to be able to speak to I'm going to be able to tell you the actual information rather than the information the Daily Mail yeah. is giving you well at the moment monkeypox is obviously big and all across the news and the like so it's going to be something that we cover multiple times I think like we said uh, hopefully we're going to have unity sexual health in 
in here in a few weeks' time. You can give us a bit more detail. But what about I would it say, if you are going to, if, really quickly, if you are going to your clinics, don't be angry at them because they're currently no. trying to get back to a level of work after COVID, which all of their staff got redeployed to COVID wards. Sexual health was the first area that they made skeletal staff. They're testing normal sexual health, and now they've been given a monkeypox to kind of coordinate. So they are really, really stretched and really busy. So if you go in there, just be nice to them, please. Yeah, if you've ever been to the one here in Bristol, I can I can certainly vouch for the fact that the staff there are absolutely lovely. Like they, every single one of them were, were so pleasant. Like they, um, to meet like today. they they're, do know what they need to do, yeah. but their resources and their capacity are stretched, and that's above their head. So the call is to government, not to the clinics. Yeah. Anyway, um, like we said, don't worry about it. It's not the end of the world. Um, in fact, the chances of you getting it are very low um, at the moment. And it is a subject that we will keep on top of and promise that we'll bring you more. So, Anyway, Ali, thank you very much for uh, you, giving Ali. us um, some info on it. Um, I'm sure you're gonna, are you going to hang around for the rest of the show and join us for... For, it's yeah. only half an hour. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why so, not? Uh, stay with us. You'll listen to Shout Out back in a minute. The Shout Out podcast. Tessa Violet and Games, that one. That's, That's a new one, summary. isn't it? I don't know. It was on one of my playlists on yeah, Spotify and I liked it, yeah. so I bought it. <laughs> so. I want that one. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, the problem with the radio, you see, is you have to buy the music. You can't play Spotify on the radio. No, you can't. No. no. So no. When, when I hear something I like, I shazam it and then I buy it to play on Shazam. 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 Oh, mm. I love a Shazam, especially <laughs> in the nightclub sometimes, because there are edits that they play. You're like, which version is this? Yes, <laughs> yes indeed. So many remixes. So many so, remixes. Anyway, uh, should we find out what's going on in the world? Why not? This is Shoutout News on Thursday the 11th of August. BBC Points West reports that a Freedom of Information request from campaigning organisations has revealed a jump of some 50% in hate incidents targeting the LGBTQIA plus community. The regional programme said that reports of such incidents rose by 38% in Avon and Somerset, 72% in Gloucestershire and 149% in Wiltshire during the two-year period to 2021. People have speculated as to why this increase should have occurred. Police forces have emphasised that many more LGBTQIA plus people feel confident that the police will now listen sensitively to their reports. Chief Inspector George Headley from Avon and Somerset Police said historically there's been national recognition national recognition of underreporting of hate crime and a lot of hard work has gone in between the police partners and working with communities to try and improve trust and confidence in reporting however other experts in community politics have also noted the influence of global populism trumpist politics and the antics of the british right-wing tabloid papers on public discourse the left-wing weekly paper Socialist Worker says that anti-reproductive choice groups in Republican-controlled Kansas have failed in their attempt to get abortion in the state curtailed by a popular referendum. 
The religious zealots in charge of the Kansas Republican Party had thought that most ordinary people would back their proposal to ban abortion, even in cases of rape. But early indicators show a clear lead for the pro-choice side, with 60% of voters voting to keep abortion rights. The victory for pro-choice advocates was welcomed with cheers and shouts of joy by many rallying for reproductive freedom. The result was, says analysts, the result of hard work put in by many different progressive parties and campaign groups who worked together to lobby and mobilise the pro-choice vote. Rachel Sweet, the campaign manager for Kansas for Constitutional Freedom, said, These numbers speak for themselves. We knew the vote was stacked against us from the moment we started, but we didn't despair. We knocked on tens of thousands of doors and had hundreds of thousands of phone calls made. We counted millions of dollars in misinformation. She concluded by saying, We will not tolerate extreme bans on abortion in our state. Gay Times reports that UK Black Pride is back for the first time since 2019. The celebration of black LGBTQIA plus diversity and community is an essential part of the wider Pride calendar and gives a chance for artists, stallholders, businesses and attendees to celebrate the intersection of black LGBTQIA plus identities in a safe and welcoming environment to where to be black and queer is to be in the majority. A number of events leading up to the main festival day are taking place this week. Then on Sunday the 14th of August the venue to be is Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park in Stratford in London. There will be a well-being tent with a series of talks, workshops and discussions. There will be community stores with organisations offering their services and raising awareness. There will be a main stage with a day-long programme of music, performances, speeches and DJs. And for the first time there will be a separate DJ tent with a lineup running from 12 noon to 8pm. For details and a programme for UK Black Pride, Europe's largest celebration for African, Asian, Middle Eastern, Latin American and Caribbean heritage LGBTQIA plus people, go visit online this website www.ukblackpride.org.uk. Olivia Newton-John has passed on at the age of 73. Tributes were paid from across the world of entertainment and music. Newton-John was a supporter of LGBTQIA plus rights from the start of her career and is noted for the 1980 single Physical, the video for which was set in a gym and features gay male bodybuilders going off into the showers together. This explicitly gay reference in the video took place just before the AIDS pandemic first unfolded and represents a swan song of a much 70s gay romantic culture. Newton-John was also involved in another variety of causes throughout her career, including advocating for animal rights and the children's charity of the United Nations UNICEF. And finally, last Sunday night, BBC4 spent the evening at the ruined Roman city of Pompeii, which was engulfed and buried by a volcanic eruption of Mount Vesuvius in August of 79 CE. As a result of this historical tragedy, we now have an incredibly well-preserved Roman city from the height of the empire, one of the mightiest the world has ever seen. In the programme, the exploration of sin and sexuality in a Roman city, the broadcast explored a great deal about the sexual morality of the Romans. We learned that sexuality flourished and that male homosexuality was permitted for all men so long as they remained the active partner. Magnificent erotic frescoes in houses and public places depicted sexuality of all types and images of erect penises brought good luck and fortune into households. Sex work was common in the city and many brothels catered for the population. 
Well, for these new stories and more, we update our website every day. Do go along and visit us at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For shoutout news, this has been, I'll read it as it actually says here. For shoutout news, this has been the Sir Terry McStar. <laughs> Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Welcome back to Queer Story, where we talk to you about some of the incredible LGBTQIA people throughout history. Today, I am talking to you about the musician Jordana Lecesne, formerly known as 187, who is an American musician and producer from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Rosanna became known in the mid-1990s as a drum and bass producer with Vibe Mag naming her as one of the most respected drum and bass producers in the US. In 2015, she was named as one of 20 women who shaped the history of dance music by Mixmag. She is trans and came out in 1998. Throughout her career, she has released over 50 tracks, including four albums, several EPs and remixes under the alias 187. The 1997 album When Worlds Collide became known for its dark, pummeling assaults. She has licensed tracks for compilations as well as a sci-fi channel. Three of her albums charted in the top 25 of both the CMJ, College Music Journal and Mixmag US for 1997 as well as 1998 and 1999. Her third album, The City's Collection, debuted in the CMJ Top 5 and climbed to the number 2 position on CMJ Music Monthly's Dance Chart for June 2000. Her works have been reviewed by Billboard, Spin, Rolling Stone, Herb Mixer, Mixmag, Reagan, as well as Knowledge, the UK drum and bass magazine. In 1999, she was listed in Reagan's Who's Who of the International DJs. She was one of the headlining DJs on Knowledge Magazine's 28-city Kung Fu Knowledge Tour in 1999. Now, I always feel that interviews with artists really allow us to understand them in a much deeper way. So now I will share with you some of the words that Jordana wrote in a rather extraordinary, raw, open and honest, reflective article for the Brooklyn Whale, where she shared her story. One of my earliest memories is climbing onto a telephone book atop a chair to reach the keys of an old broken piano in the basement game room of my parents' house. My sisters tell me that I would experiment, eventually learning to play by ear music I heard on the radio. This interest in music was probably helped by the fact that I grew up around it. Jordana shares that to talk about my music you first have to understand me and where I came from. I'm black trans and grew up in Pittsburgh, an industrial still town well into its decline by the 1980s. When I was a baby my family became only the second family of colour in a predominantly white middle class neighbourhood. My parents consisted of a religious mother, my first bully who gender policed me from day one. One of my earliest memories was at age six telling her I wished I'd never been born because she verbally abused me for making a dress out of a sheet and wearing it into the living room. As for me being trans, my father made a 180 degree turn from initially ridiculing and calling me names when I was very young, for example punishing me for sitting down to pee while potty training and being hit with a belt for being sissy 
to later supporting and accepting my truth as an early teenager. He told my mum, I've tried everything. The branch which doesn't bend breaks. There were several times in my life I almost completely broke. Being a black trans girl in the 70s and 80s was extremely challenging in an emotionally and physically abusive environment. However, in the mid-80s, using my Commodore 64 and telephone modem, I discovered a local trans organisation, Transpit, led by Dr Sheila Kirk, by reading the LGBTQ section of a computer bulletin board system, which was sort of like a pre-internet social network. While I was too young to join, I at least knew other people like me existed locally. But it wasn't until the late 80s that I started to finally find out what I thought was a bit of my place in the world. I began going out to a monthly LGBTQ youth night at a local club. Here Jordana reflects on her experiences at school and how difficult they were. She was constantly bullied and physically attacked for being different. She shared she began to learn more and more about trans people from library books and small bits of info that were available from the computer networks. She learned what she needed to do to allow her to be who she wanted and needed to be, and she kept a very detailed diary of how she was feeling and how she imagined life could be. She said, I had found a no-questions-asked doctor that prescribed me hormones and began documenting my development in that diary. When my mother found one of my pill bottles hidden away in a drawer, she flushed them down the toilet and reported him. I later learned that he was arrested. I was outed as trans in high school at the school's pool because I refused to get dressed for swimming. The gym teacher was the school's football and basketball coach who said, OK, if you don't want to swim, here you go. And he took the empty towel bucket, filled it with pool water and pulled it over my head in front of the whole school. Clothes soaked were clinging to me and I showed early breast development. While everyone laughing at me and pointing, I fled class and walked home in the freezing cold February weather. After the incident at the pool, things became much worse. Not only was I being teased mercilessly by most kids, but I also felt hopeless and helpless to do anything about it. However, after a meeting with my parents, the school principal gave me the option of joining a different gym class, one run by a woman who said she understood. She said I would be okay in her class and that I should report anyone from her class if they gave me any problems. But that was the only support I ever received at school. One of the scariest incidents happened while I was walking home from school one day. A boy stopped me. He lived in my neighbourhood and went to my high school, and his dad flew a Confederate flag. He pointed a pistol at me while calling me names and laughing with his friends. He didn't shoot me, but in that moment, I truly felt as though I was going to die. I didn't want to walk home from school again, but due to our house's proximity to it and my parents' schedule, I had no choice. I didn't really have anyone to walk home with either. Again, my parents and I met with a school principal and the incident was reported to the police at the time it happened. As it turned out, his dad gave him the gun. Little, if anything, was done. He was back at my school before I graduated. I felt shame and exclusion unseen, unheard and universally marginalised. After the suicide note and attempt, my mum made me see a psychologist. He was anything but helpful when I answered his questions about why I was depressed and suicidal. He didn't understand and had no training in dealing with trans people. I felt worse about myself after the sessions with him, so I learned to say whatever it took to satisfy him and convince my mother that I no longer needed to see him. During that year in college, I was kicked out of a band I helped when I was in high school due to the new lead vocalist being transphobic. So I sold my guitar equipment and bought a digital analogue hybrid synthesiser drum machine, an Atari 1040 STE computer, and began experimenting with creating what the early 90s was called breakbeat hardcore, jungle techno and so forth. Later I was able to afford an, a Sonic 12-bit sampler and my early sound was born.
At this time, there was not the web or tutorials on making various genres of electronic dance music like there is today. We were literally just forming the techniques to create the sounds in our heads. We learned as we went along, some of us traded demo tapes or even 3.5s, discs of patches and samples for sampling keyboards. I had my first official release in 95, which was a drum and bass remix of Blondie's Atomic on EMI Chrysalis Records. A year later, I was signed to US drum and bass label Liquid Sky Music Jungle Sky Records. And from there, I released three albums, When Worlds Collide, Quality Rolls and The Cities Collection. As drum and bass began to peak in the US in the mid to late 90s, I was a top selling drum and bass artist and had videos on MTV. On a tour stop in Ohio, February 2000, Jordana was brutally attacked by two men who assaulted her, which resulted in nerve damage to her face from the blow to her head. Despite the arrest warrant, the culprits were never convicted, largely due to the depths of failings of the police and their general lack of care and support. Because of this, she decided to move over to the UK in the hopes to be in a safer environment, but this also meant that she left behind the music career she had worked so hard to build within the music scene. A sense that had always preached acceptance for so long. Jordana spent many years in the volatile existence that many trans people find themselves in as they search for acceptance, yet always still working on music despite the hate crime changing everything for her, eventually ending back in the US in Seattle working with a goth metal band. In 2020, Jordana released an early version of her song Fight for Our Lives during the Black Lives Matter movement, which has been praised as a deep, moving, powerful and raw piece, which details her experience. This was her first drum and bass release for several years and it allowed her to get back onto the music scene. She has some valuable words for a community she's watched for a long time, as well as some kind-hearted encouragement for the trans members of her community. When asked who her musical inspiration was, Jordana shared that I don't have one person who was an inspiration in music or in general. I've always listened to all kinds of music and I'm inspired by many things in life. To single one or two out would give the impression that those one or two people or things are the most important inspirations. As far as early musical influences, while I was growing up, I listened to my dad's old R&B and jazz records, along with my brother's record collection, which was primarily hip-hop and early electro. He was a DJ for a while. My sister, whose birthday I, I share, sang in an R&B band and I always look up to her. I listen to all kinds of music beyond that though, pop, new wave, punk metal. I was in my high school's orchestra and played guitar in local bands. I started attending LGBTQIA plus youth nights at the Pegasus Club in Pittsburgh. That's where I began to hear house and techno for the first time. As the local rave scene developed, the predominant sound was breakbeat hardcore, which became jungle, happy hardcore and drum and bass. Beautifully put, Jordana, an incredibly interesting, fascinating reflection of who inspired you and why. To bring this quiz through to a close, in Jordana's own words, Let us live. Each day that I'm here, in this existence, is an act of defiance against those who would rather see me and people like me dead. That brings this queer story to a close. I hope you've enjoyed listening to Jordana's life story as much as I've enjoyed reading about it and sharing it with you all. Until next time. information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. 
The Lovely Ears there with uh, Queer 3 for you. Um, and before that was Ponder Replay by uh, Rihanna, in case you're yes. wondering what the song And this was, is so. the shortest track in the history of tracks <laughs> ever played on Shout Out. Yeah, because we, we talk too much and we're running out of time. So and if you're wondering what this is behind us, it's uh, Following the Sun by Supaya Nika. Which is a lovely song, actually. I really like it. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. What yeah, kind of summary no, summons this one? You know? Right, Alid. Yes. Info. Info. So, if uh, this is just following on from our conversation earlier, um, Unity Sexual Health are running a sexual health needs assessment at the moment to gain feedback from anyone, even if you have or haven't accessed their services. If you haven't accessed their services, you can tell them why you haven't. And if that's barriers to accessing, if you don't think those services are reflective of you then now is your chance to be able to complete a survey and give completely anonymous feedback uh, so go on to their uh, go on to the website which is www.smartsurvey.co.uk forward slash s forward slash s h n a engagement Wow. Now, can we caveat it because we, we go out lots of times people listen on the podcast you have till Sunday you have until this Sunday which is the 14th of August yeah. to be able to complete it but if you live in Bristol North Somerset or South Gloss now is your chance to tell sexual health services what you think of them uh, because this is going into the recommissioning of these services which is due to come up right okay Good. Cool. Yeah. Complete um, it. That and be is, honest. So that's Sunday, yeah. the fourteenth of August, for people because the last station broadcasts us on Sunday at six pm. So they've still got time got, up until yeah, then. When night. the podcast yeah. is uploaded from Monday, then um, they won't be able yeah. to. Yeah, it's too and, late. It's, and it's yeah. only open to Bristol, North Somerset, and South Gloss residents. Uh, apologies, because I know we get a lot further than that. But it is but good. It's, it's good you to give your opinion important. on these things. But like, it? I so. can send the link to Steph and. I'm sure Steph will be able to put it on the shout out. Yeah, on the shout out. Yeah, and we can stick it up with the podcast as well. Yeah, why not? So. Why not? But yeah. I would really urge people to complete it. I get so much feedback just walking down the street sometimes because people know who I am and they want to have a moan or they want to have a compliment or they want to have a whinge. So now is your time for them to actually whinge directly. That's what I was thinking about radio. They don't see your face. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you don't tend to get Unless that. Unless you go on point as uh, well. <laughs> well, yes, true. There is that, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it for another week. As we often say, um, podcasts for this show and many others are available. Plus, if you want to catch up on uh, any of the news or find out more about us, it's on our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, next week, we're back with Miss Great Britain. Mm. Yes. And yeah. me, I am co-presenting. <laughs> Yay. Look forward to it. Um, stay safe in the heat, but from myself, from Andy, from Alid, from Terry, and from <laughs> Steph, say bye-bye, everyone. <laughs> bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Shout out. LGBT radio for you.